here's what you need to know. American League skipper Kevin Cash giving the fans what they wanted. Otani starting pitcher, Otani leadoff hitter. This is what the fans want to see. It's personally what I want to see. And to have the opportunity to do something that's a generational talent is pretty special. Cash just moments after naming Shohei Otani of the Angels his starting pitcher for tomorrow's All-Star Game in Denver. Not only will Otani be the starting pitcher for the American League, as I mentioned, he'll bat leadoff as the designated hitter. National League going with Nationals pitcher Max Scherzer as their starter. Home run derby tonight takes place at 8 o'clock Eastern time. On the Smartless podcast, Lakers forward LeBron James says that he truly hopes he can finish his career as a member of the Lakers. Washington football team president Jason Wright says the team's new nickname will not have any connection or link to Native American imagery. And 2015 Open champion Zach Johnson won't play at Royal St. George's this week after testing positive for COVID. I'm Dan Beyer. It's the Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan welcome eric <laughs> hello you guys cut it close every day <laughs> it's amazing we we know you're there to like uh, be our safety net ah i see cody the safety net cody the safety net wow. cody the intern cody the safety net i go by many names <laughs> International man of mystery. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> Full court press. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, intern Cody here. Uh, hope you had a great weekend. Let us know. Like, Did you do something cool this past weekend? Uh, let us know. I mean, it's the time to get out and do stuff. Yes. Um. So uh, what'd you do? Uh, and uh, use that as our roll call for today. Okay. Sometimes we've asked, like, where... Or how you're listening today? I want to know, like, what did you do over the weekend? Did you do something cool? Four three five three three nine zero three two one, or was it like me doing yard work and replacing doorknobs and light bulbs? Are you complaining? Wow. Just, Are you seriously complaining? Like, oh man, I had to go replace a a door knob okay, and a doorbell. You know what's really frustrating? Oh man, is like that's tough. I spent literally it's- two hours in the sun. Trying oh. to figure out why an engine of mine wasn't starting. <laughs> trying to pull out panels and remove seats. Did you plug in the car? And or then did you turn the key on. I'm like getting frustrated. I'm <laughs> to the point where I've got to just push this onto a trailer and take it somewhere to get it fixed. <laughs> I got a feeling you didn't turn. And the key. my daughter, or not my daughter, my wife keeps bugging me. Just call our neighbor. He's got one of these machines. He's pretty handy and, me- and mechanical. And I'm like stubborn. Like no, I got to figure this out. I can. <laughs> You know, roll up my sleeves. I got faith in myself. I have two hours of wrestling with it and scratching up my arms and my fingers. I'm like, okay, uh-huh. I'll give this guy a call. And I explain what's going on. And he's like, uh, okay, okay. Uh, have you checked your fuse box? Uh, no. Let me give it a try. You never checked your fuse box? Switched out the fuse, fired right up. Eric. Have you tried turning it off? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my word. <laughs> I spent two serious? hours wrestling with this thing, which was an easy swap with the fuse. Um, I okay. So speaking of embarrassing car stories, I was one time 
pulling into to work. This is like 10 years ago at another building. Um, but someone comes over to me and says, hey, uh, you didn't signal when you turned into the parking lot. I'm like, yeah, I did. And they're like, oh, you must be out of blinker fluid. And I was like, blinker fluid? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. You have like fluid. Like, and, I, and I honestly didn't know. So I was like, oh, okay. So wait, where do I get blinker fluid at? And they're like, oh, it's only like, you know, 30 to 40 bucks. You get it at like, you know, go to a car shop or whatever. And you pick it up there. I'm like, okay. Where 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 have the blinker fluid kept? They're like, oh, I'll show you when you get back. So um, I go in and uh, and I go in. And I'm like, hey, do you guys have any blinker fluid? And the guy just stares at me and he goes, okay, wait. We asked that again. I said, yeah, I'm looking for blinker fluid. Do you have any? And I just didn't pick it up. But he puts <laughs> his head down and he looks up and he goes, you know what? We're sold out right now. We should have another, you know. Another what is it called shipment? Shipment, thank you. Coming in here in the next week or two. I was like, oh crap, okay. So like, I'm freaking out. Cause I'm like signaling everywhere, but I'm like, man, I'm gonna get pulled over. You'd start sticking your hand out the window, dude. No, but I was like, what do I do? And so I was like freaking out. And there's a cop behind me, and I'm like, oh man, he's gonna think I'm like not signaling, but I'm out of blinker fluid. Get back to the building, and I'm like, dude, I could not find any blinker fluid. And my boss was like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, I was looking for blinker fluid. And there's this girl standing next to me, and she's as ditzy as Jessica Simpson. Not even joking. She's as, like the most ditziest person you know. But she's like, oh, gee, there's no such thing as a blinker fluid. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> Dude, for an hour and a half, this joke was played on me. Oh, That's awesome. That's good stuff. That is really good. I, yeah. 9315, Eric, says he saved a human life over the weekend. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. I need to know about this. I do too. <laughs> yeah, we need more details. Please, you can't just end it like that. 9463, checking in, listening on the Apple Music tune in function. Got back from my honeymoon in San Diego this weekend. Went to Apologize Green. Hey, hey. congratulations right. on nice. the honeymoon. Hope it was good. Tati's Jr. hit a home run. Wife got beer spilled on her. Got the whole experience. That's hey, awesome. That's a good honeymoon. I went to San Diego for my honeymoon. It was great. You I did, did too. Really? Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's Honeymooners in San Diego. That's great. It's the thing to do. Maybe we should compare notes. No. <laughs> I, went, I went to St. George. Okay, so here's a crazy story. When I was about to go on my honeymoon, it was the day I got married, and then I was supposed to go on my honeymoon. I had also said I would do, like, we were doing a high school football show in, in Salt Lake, and I was like, oh, crap, I forgot. And I told my boss I had to produce the show. So I text him, and I'm like, hey, I'm getting married, and but I told you I'd produce this high school football show. I'll be there tonight to do the show, and then I'll do my honeymoon after. And my boss just left me undelivered. Didn't even, like, text me back. And I sweated it out because I skipped the show, and I uh, went on my honeymoon instead, and I thought I was going to get fired. Dude, I freaked out. Yeah, anyways, it's fine. I didn't know that a honeymoon was okay to go on despite work. <laughs> uh, 5338, this week's Joe Theismann Award goes to Conor McGregor. Past recipients include Gordon Hayward and Alex Smith. Oh, oh. boo! boo. Ouch. I hurt just thinking about Dang, it. Oh, dude, that yeah, that's up. brutal. 4086, Saturday night, went to the Demolition Derby. Very loud and dirty. Yep, I would do that's it. That's what it's supposed to be. Saturday a.m., went to Twin Falls and worked in my mother-in-law's garden. Oh. Wow. Oh, okay. All right. Got Way some to go. Got Cody and took advantage of it. Uh, yeah. 5452, spent the weekend in Vegas for AAU ball. Hot. Watch Team USA give zero effort. <laughs> That's cool. They got to go watch the game. I don't know if that was in person or just on TV. But uh, Las Vegas is hot. 
Um, is there something more to uh, the no, text? No, no, no. Oh. that's not. That's it. That's it. It might, it might have been the way I read it <laughs> for Cody. Oh man, spent the weekend in Vegas so for AAU. So hey, I got a question. Do you think AAU ball is healthy for college athletics or for kids? Ooh. That's a tough question. I'm on the fence with this. Maybe Me too. Maybe 5 5 can help out too. I, I think your thoughts on AAU ball. I see some things that are a real benefit. It allows kids to stay competitive. It introduces a new level of competitive basketball that will prepare you for college. And um, you're not constrained by your geographic uh, residence necessarily. Some of these teams are made up of kids from all over. And they get together to create like a, a super team, so to speak, uh, at the high school level. Uh, and I think it gives them opportunities to compete against really good talent in yeah. different venues. But on the other hand, I think some of it gets pretty out of control. Like where they go, the tournaments they go to, the travel, how expensive it is to participate in these. Expensive. It's really hard for some kids who are good players who are just economically disadvantaged. Just They don't have that same opportunity. So it's it's... I think hard for some people. Like they'd love to be able to do that and improve their skills and be noticed, but they they just can't afford to play that game. Yeah, and I think the problem with like AAU basketball is that it becomes a showcase for an individual, not a team. It's like ISO ball, just left and right. It's like, well, I've got to cross over this guy and get to the hoop and do it on my own, or else I'm not going to get noticed. When I think college coaches consistently and time after time will look over and say, can they make the right decision with the ball? You know, are you willing to pass up a good look for a better look? That's what coaches want to see. And I think, I just think AAU ball pounds it in another way. And which is so unfortunate too. It ruins the game. Hmm. Uh, 4086 text in, tell me what to do with old baseball cards. Does anyone collect them anymore? I do. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. They're hot right now. I love old. I have a bunch. Of, I have like over 500 cards. The last two really? or three years, yeah. actually, baseball cards have become a real, real thing. Deal. Yeah. Real thing. I mean, I've, I'm stupid. Like, I've noticed that this has become a real hot thing to trade old baseball cards again. And people are making some serious money off of it. I have boxes of old baseball and basketball cards, like in my little tiny attic area in my yeah. house, and they're just still sitting there. Like I'm, I am fully aware of what's going on with the market, and I still just let them sit. Like I haven't pulled them out yet. Oh, dude, it's great. I've, uh, I have like 500 cards. I, I mean, I used to trade cards with a friend way back in the day, um, but yeah, I still have a Raymond Berry card that's like 200 dollars. It's in like a hard case, and I have a Samuel rookie card that's going to be worth like maybe five cents. But at the moment, at the moment, right now, unless he gets, you got one minute of action. Yeah. Last dude, I'm getting last really night. sick of that man. Boonholzer's got to go. I don't care if he went to the finals or not. Bryant didn't see the floor though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Piranhas tweets or text in saw Team USA in person. Our condolences to you, buddy. Sorry, dude. waste of money. AAU turns into hero ball really fast, ruins the game. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. 2947, Eric texts into the show as well. Spent the weekend still upset the Jazz didn't play Conley earlier and making coaching adjustments to make the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> should have been us, should have been us against the Suns. It's a long time to stew. <laughs> it is. You know, no, and I think there will be a good number of Jazz fans who will still be stewing for a while longer. How intrigued are you, Eric, with this upcoming offseason, I guess, free agency slash draft, Dennis Lindsay takes a step back. Justin Zanuck's now in charge of it. 
Quinn Snyder with him. And then you have a free agency where there's a couple of guys you don't know what you're going to be doing with, especially Mike Conley. It's a big offseason. I don't know if it's the biggest in the franchise history. Me neither. I'm with but you on this. It's pretty high. I mean, there's a new owner. Like, what kind of stamp is he going to put on it? This will be his first offseason as an owner. Uh, what will they do in the draft? What will they do in free agency? What will the uh, there's changes in that front office? Are they done? Will there be more changes? Uh, there's a lot of questions out there still for the future of the Utah Jazz, and this is a really important. The next 30 days, really important for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, it's a make or break. I'm going to call it a make uh, or break. I don't know if it's make because or break. If you lose Conley, do you, okay. Let me ask you, what's a bigger step backwards? Losing Gordon Hayward or losing Mike Conley? Uh, Mike Conley. Because Mike with with Mike Conley, they were the number one team in the NBA with expectations of being in the Western Conference. Legitimate expectations being in the Western Conference Finals. Losing Gordon Hayward, they were a playoff team. Um, and it, it really stunk. Uh, and it hurt. But they weren't at that level of the, they, they are now. I would agree with you on this, yeah. At the time, before Donovan Mitchell arrived on the scene, though, there was a real sense that Gordon Hayward left. This team is not going to be a playoff team. They're going to slide back into a lottery and just a forgotten franchise for a little while until they get their bearings again. Donovan Mitchell certainly accelerated that uh, that recovery, but I, I think that uh, this it, year's team, like it, it would be a bigger setback not having Mike Conley. But see, that's why I think it's such a big offseason, like one of the bigger in recent memory just because of that reason. If you lose Mike Conley, you got to find a point guard who's going to be as or hopefully more consistent in regards to just getting games in, but then also just leadership on the court, which Mike Conley brings, playmaking, which Mike Conley brings, scoring, which Mike Conley brings. You lose that. Even defensively, he was good. You lose that, and I don't know where you go. Well, not only that, but having Mike Conley out forced Joe Ingles into more of a playmaking role. Yeah. And he did great in stretches, but when it came to the playoffs, he was gassed. Yeah, he was tired. He oh, was I mentally fatigued. I would absolutely. Agree I with think you on physically this. he was okay, but I think between the years, he was just on fumes. Hey, a couple more questions. You, Team USA plays Australia tonight at six o'clock. They just suffer, as Piranhas mentioned, suffered an embarrassing loss in Nigeria. Two questions for you. One. Do you like that jazz players are in the Olympics, or would you have them rather resting, like Joe Ingles, as you mentioned? That's the first question for you. Uh, you know we've ta- we've talked about this before. If different franchises, you know, do you uh, are you concerned about your player playing more games? It's extra wear and tear on the body. There's a chance for there's this risk for injury. But I think at the bottom line, though, is it's a it is a good opportunity for them to play and represent their country. I yeah. would hate to take that opportunity away from them. Me too. I think that's a great honor to be able to do that. Um, and uh, look, I think it, it helps develop them into more international stars as well. So I'm okay with it. And then my second question for you, sorry, going back to the Jazz, and we got a couple more texts, and we'll get to them here in just a bit. They want to ask you about the Jazz as well. But are you okay like heavily taking a dive into the luxury tap? just to keep Conley? Or would you rather be... I mean, we've always... The Jazz's motto has always been spend, but spend wisely. And, you know, try and, you know, be a poor man, but yet trying to get these key players. But now with Ryan Smith, it seems like he's so happy just diving into the luxury tap and taking a beating financially. But are you okay doing that for Mike Conley? Well, 
So Mike Connolly is making what thirty four? Thirty four million, yeah. Right now, and he, I don't know what he he'll is get not in. going to command that on the open market. See, I think he does. He, I, I'd be shocked gonna, if anybody pays him thirty four million dollars. Title teams are going to want him. Yeah, but they're going to spend thirty four million on him. Crazy enough. Mate. I think he's going to get twenty wow, to twenty five. Really? That cheap. I think so. That cheap. For for a couple of years, I, I'd be surprised that. if he signs more than a two year contract anyway. If if that's the case, Jazz get him, Jazz buy him. Oh, and heartbeat. I just don't see anybody like if you're already a title contending team, yeah. you've got some pretty significant pieces already that you're paying for. Are you going to go out and pay another thirty five million dollars for, for a point guard, for a like point guard that's going to play you sixty games? But you hey, you already talked about how valuable Mike Conley is. He is. You put him to the his Lakers. His win shares are out of this world. You put him on the Lakers, and that might be the key piece that gets you across the finish line for the NBA Finals next year with LeBron and Anthony Davis and a good supporting cast. I think the Lakers will say, we just need an offseason. We just need rest. Yeah. We have the pieces. Yeah. We have LeBron and Anthony Davis. We have enough with a few other role players around us. We just need we just need a break. But if you're a team like, I don't know, somebody else who's uh, normally should be contending, but they've kind of missed out, Dallas or yeah. Portland. Well, he doesn't really fit in with Portland. But uh, you know, I don't know. Even the Clippers. I was going to say the Clippers could use it. But I think Reggie Jackson kind of showed that he deserves but to I stick around Reggie longer. Reggie Jackson always also earns He's going to earn a big paycheck. Yeah, exactly. But there's a number of teams in the East as well. I, I think that they would like. There are a lot of teams who would love to have Mike Connolly. Sure. Um, but I just don't see anybody willing to shell out thirty four million dollars for Mike Connolly at his age. And, and I'm with you, but I think crazy enough. You know how this NBA market works. Like it's a pretty big. True. For- it depends on what <laughs> other options are out there too. Because didn't Tobias Harris get like a hundred and like twenty five million, and he wasn't even like an all star. That was, that was nuts to me. That Philadelphia paid him that much. Uh, two questions, kind of in sync with each other, Eric. Uh, but two nine four seven ask you what money, or excuse me, nine three one five ask you what money do the Jazz have to play with to get a player? While at the same time, two nine four seven ask if you're the Jazz GM, what moves are you making, or at least trying to make this offseason? I think both kind of go hand in hand financially. Well, they're over the the the, the tax, but well, Connolly's contract will go off the books, and so that will move them off of the luxury tax threshold. But um, so that'll give them some money to spend. Yeah. Um, but if you re-sign Connolly at even if it's twenty million, maybe even twenty-five, you're right there. You're flirting with the luxury tax threshold, and you don't really have a lot of room to play. At least to go get another free agent. I would love if he was twenty to twenty-five million. I would love it. But it, they'd have to. I think the Jazz, if they get a, a free agent, it's probably going to be like a veteran at the mid-level exception, that kind of a range. They're not going to go out and get a big name free agent. They can't. Uh, they can't. They can't afford it. And if, what, how do they fit in? I think you'd have to trade off and, and shed some other salaries and pieces to do it. Um. I don't, I don't know. I mean, the type of player that they want, there really aren't a lot of guys that are available at that type of position. A long, athletic wing defender. I think that's what the the real missing key is, and a solid backup point guard. It's, could Trent Forrest be that guy and continue to develop into that guy? 
Is Mie Oni, is he developing to be that wing defender? I think that's what the, the tough questions they have to ask themselves. If, are they willing to stick with doing it on the cheap and developing who they have? Or are they going to have to move some pieces to go get what they really want and need? Lonzo Ball, Derek Rose, Gordon Drogic, Reggie Jackson, TJ McConnell, Dennis Schroeder, Spencer Dinwiddie, though he's coming off an ACL injury. Uh, Mike Conley, of course, Kyle Lowry, and Chris Paul will all be free agents this upcoming summer here on August 2nd. Uh, do we need to take a break? Come back, talk some finals. We got to talk MLB baseball. Got to yeah. Talk. Let's continue the uh, NBA talk, but shift to the NBA finals. Game yeah. three, yeah. Milwaukee taking a, a commanding uh, game three win. Yeah. Does that make it a series, or did they just play well enough for game three? Yeah, and I've got a few weird things this. going yeah. on with Phoenix, and I'm they'll rebalance. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and then uh, Major League Baseball All Star Week going on this week. Yeah, Home uniforms. run derby tonight. Dude, did you see the Shohei on Otani 586-foot home run or whatever? Was it 568 or 586? I thought it was 586. Was it 586? Dude, the camera even lost track of it. The camera's like, I think it's somewhere over there. Just watch. The ball never even came down. Like, you never even saw the ball. Like, everyone's looking behind them. It was nuts. It was the craziest thing. Anyways, he's in the home run derby tonight. I'm excited to see that, man. Yeah, and... He is going to be a starting pitcher, and he's going to be a leadoff hitter. Dude, this guy's it's, unreal. It's amazing. And we have our pick six results as well, Cody? Yes. Can't wait to see Eric go 7-0. and Great. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a break. I don't think so. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> 106.9thefan. Career decisions after graduation are tough. If you're looking to help yourself or someone you know, then look into the Air National Guard. We have full-time benefits, part-time service, money for college, on-the-job training, resume-boosting skills, unparalleled experiences, over 200 awesome career paths, and bases all over the nation with the freedom to choose where you serve. The Air National Guard is the smart choice for your career and your life. Take the first step to success at GoANG.com or call 1-800-T-O-G-O-A-N-G. Behind Utah's most successful businesses is a whole lot of technology making them run. Behind that technology is Les Olson Company, your local office technology partner. With everything from copiers and printers to IT services, and even computers and document management software, Les Olson Company has all the tools your business needs to do more. Need office technology? Partner with Les Olson Company. Visit lesolson.com slash tech. Les Olson Company. Getting engaged? For more than a century, SC Needham Jewelers has been selling diamond engagement rings. For five generations, we've been selling natural diamonds. Now making history, we're excited to introduce lab-grown diamonds to our selection. These are beautifully cut diamonds and are man-made. They do save you money. Come examine these new diamonds, then select the perfect ring. You'll get SC Needham quality at internet pricing. Open 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. At White Pine, we value compassion, integrity, and service. We are committed to serving you and treating your family as our family. We will be here when you need us most to listen, to help, and to provide exactly what your circumstances require. At White Pine, we promise to dedicate our time and attention to you and your family. We invite you to come by and meet us. We're confident you'll feel a difference. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Let's do it. 
dude. Let's do it. Can I get like a three, two, one or something, dude? I gave you one. I'm like, we're like having a conversation off air, and Gordy's like, all right, go. It's Obviously. been worse. I mean, it could have been worse. Oh, dude, it usually is worse. Something you were right. Said. Hey, best in Northern Utah. The results are out. The magazines are just flying out everywhere. It's been awesome. So we got several pallets full of boxes uh, just filled with these magazines, and we keep having to open up more and, and to move these pallets around because literally they are flying off some of the shelves. And uh, it's really fun to celebrate the winners. Encourage you to grab your own magazine. It's totally free. Very well done. High gloss. I mean, it's it's first class production. Um, it's hundreds of different businesses recognized for the different categories, recognized for being the best at what they do in their fields. And so, a couple of different places you can go to grab one: uh, Cafe Sabor, six hundred West Center Street in Logan. Uh, you can go to Sports Academy, uh, Johnny O Spud Nuts, places like Smithfield Implement. Or, or even if you're over in uh, Tremonton, listening to us over in the Bear River Valley, you can go to Kent's Market. Uh, down in Hiram, you can li- uh, pick up uh, your copy at Ridley's Market, uh, Old Grist Mill in South Logan. So a lot of different places, even the Logan River Golf Course. So grab uh, your own copy, Best of Northern Utah, and uh, help us celebrate the winners. If you know some of these businesses, give them a shout-out on social media. They deserve it. And appreciate everybody who participated, and most especially, everybody who voted. Hundreds of thousands of votes were cast. So this isn't just some fluke thing that a couple of us got around and decided one Saturday afternoon eating donuts and sipping hot cocoa. Uh, This was uh, verified results. So appreciate everybody who participated and uh, voted on the Best of Northern Utah. You can go to the website too, bestofnorthernutah.com, to see all the details. Hey, I got a text from 9463. He wants to know, Eric, uh, will you explain how the salary cap and the luxury tax work? Is there a limited amount you can spend? Is it unlimited, but after a certain amount, you are taxed more? The latter. So what happens if is that if you spend between one to five million, you're taxed for every penny you spend, you're taxed one dollar and fifty cents. From anything from five to ten million, you're taxed. Now, it doesn't seem much, right? But it adds up extremely quickly when you get spendy at just ask Golden State. Right. So there are a couple different things to consider with the NBA salary cap and how it works. Every team is, uh, this is your cap. This is how much money you have to spend. By the way, it's every dollar, not every penny. Sorry, I lied to you. Yeah, it's dollar for dollar. Uh, And so... um, for uh, every team is is allotted a certain amount of money to spend on your salary. Now, if you go above that threshold, then, like you said, there is a tax, yeah. dollar for dollar. But there are some exceptions. If you have the the, the bird rights, so if you have yes. somebody that you drafted, and if you extended their contract, and it, it allows teams, especially small market teams, but it allows teams to keep their own talent and be able to give them more than anybody else in the league could give them, and that doesn't hit your 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 cap, it, it basically extends your cap limit when you do that. So you can spend a little bit more, as long as they're homegrown talent, and you don't go into that luxury tax threshold. So the Jazz have done that with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, but because of all the other contracts that they do have, that does put them a little bit over the limit. 
the you mentioned the Golden State Warriors. They have the highest payroll. Oh, dude, yeah. Which is crazy because <clears throat> I look at that team and try to figure out who's getting all the money. Yeah. But um, but if you if you're below the cap, uh, you do have to have a minimum level of spending as well. You can't just put a team together on the cheap. Yep. But that that money that goes over the cap, anything that's uh, paid in the luxury tax, that does get redistributed. So teams that are in smaller markets or struggle with their finances or just don't have the same opportunities as some other teams do, that money that comes collected by the league gets sent out to some other teams to help kind of bolster their finances so they can stay competitive. It's a great question, 9463. Thanks for texting into our Gilmore. Just text line again, 435-339-0321. Last night, Bucks won 2100. This series now 2-1 to Phoenix. Uh, next uh, game again is inside of Milwaukee for game four. Uh, Crowder, 18. Bridges had four. DeAndre Ayton had 18 and nine. Uh, Chris Paul had 19. Devin Booker had 10 and six with two assists, but he was benched. He went three of 14 on the game. He was benched in the fourth, and it was unexpected. You could tell by his, his facial expression, and when he got subbed out, he didn't see it coming from Coach Monty Williams. But, I mean, on a game like this, maybe it's just, hey, look, it just wasn't our night. We get you ready for game four. But is this a fluke? Or is this, well, no, the Bucks have figured it out. Here comes Bootenholzer, and we're on our way. Well, after game two, we talked about how Milwaukee wasted a 40-point performance from Giannis. He had no supporting cast, no help. Sunday, he had help. He still put out a 40-point performance, but he had help this time. And I think collectively, they did a much better job defensively. They got more physical more aggressive, getting after Chris Paul, and uh, not allowing such freedom Dude, of movement. they beat the crap out of him. Jeru Holiday had 21, Lopez with 11, Middleton had 18 on 6 of 14 shooting, P.J. Tucker had 7, and Giannis finishes with, once again, 41 points on 14 to 23 shooting. He was 13 of 17 at the line. Yeah, you don't have uh, an opposing crowd counting down and trying to get in your head every Kinda time helps, you approach huh? the free throw line. Uh, Makes a difference. Portis had eleven. Uh, Connington had eight, and and that that Moore eleven from Portis was big, was huge, actually, really huge. big, huge. And the two threes, or excuse me, the one three he had to kind of got the ball rolling at least for the bench side. So one twenty one hundred. Eric, it's interesting because when the Bucks get blasted by anybody, if they lose a game to anybody, it is all of a sudden here. Let's put a mugshot of Coach Boonholzer on the wall by. 20 by 30 shot of Boonholzer. It is his fall. Start throwing darts. And he when, looks distressed. When they, Yeah. He looks like Simba's dad had just died. Like he'd watched it all for the first time <laughs> in his life. But when they win, it's, hey, Giannis was great. Dude, Chris Middleton was awesome. We don't hear a word about Boonholzer. It's kind of weird how this works, but it's <laughs> true. It's true. When they lose, it's, hey, Boonholzer's fault, man. This guy sucks. When they win, you don't hear a word about Mike. Not a word. Well, look, this is this was the game. Second quarter, Milwaukee goes on a 20 to 6 run to close out the first half. They, they it was a close game. It was anybody's game and then they really imposed their will to close out the first half. Third quarter, Phoenix starts to make a run. They get it within 4. Milwaukee throws the hammer down and ends up ends that quarter on a 16 to nothing run. So, they were able to withstand the punches that Phoenix was throwing to them and threw haymakers of their own and put them in their place and got Devin Booker subbed out of the game for the entire fourth quarter. I mean, you're not a superstar if you're sitting on the sidelines 
in the fourth quarter with still a lot of time to go. So I don't know what was going on there. But uh, big shout-out to Giannis, uh, back-to-back 40-point performances. Only a few other guys have done that in the NBA. Uh, LeBron James has done it. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal has done it. Didn't Jordan do it against the Suns in the finals? Uh, He had multiple 40-point games, but I don't know if he had back-to-back 40-point games. Oh, I thought he... mm. That's crazy because he averaged 42 in the finals in that year. Actually, I think he he did. I'm thinking of a different metric. Yeah. Um, but I was looking some things up. Guys who've had 40-point games in NBA finals, who do you think is the top? I don't, maybe you've seen this already, I but haven't. if you haven't. Who would you think has had the most 40-point games in the NBA finals? I'm going to say LeBron. Okay. Intern Cody, you want to wager I a guess? I also was going to say LeBron. That's a solid guess. He's had eight 40-point games in his career during the finals, but he's not number one. Really? That honor belongs to Jerry West, really? who had 10 40-point games huh. in the finals. Nice. <laughs> Jordan had six. Uh, Giannis has had two. That's nuts. Jerry had 10? 10. <laughs> 10 40-point games. That guy's incredible. Hey, uh, speaking of Jerry West, side note, I got to ask you guys really quickly. Next year, the 75th anniversary of the NBA is coming out. They've released the logo. It's like an old classic logo, but oh, with Jerry West on it. I think it looks cool. It looks like a diamond. Are we? It's inside the okay, diamond. Should we move on from Jerry West logo? No, it's the logo of the NBA. Why? Yeah, but let's move on. From, I mean, because the NBA is modern. Should the NFL itself. change their logo? Yeah, but no, because the NFL is like a general logo of the NFL. This one is specifically Jerry West. So, so what? I, let's move it. Like Kobe Bryant, Why? Michael Jordan, Kareem. Uh, Why? Are we going to change it every 20 years then? No. Well, yeah, we could. Honestly, we could. No. I don't see like. it's That's branding it's, and marketing so 101. Let's, I mean, it's. Let's move on. Let's do something else with it. You can freshen it up with things along the edges. Maybe how you stylize NBA could be slightly different, but no. I mean, it It's the logo. It's the branding. I don't okay. know. It's just marketing. Okay, so no. Milwaukee, yeah, so Milwaukee, Phoenix tomorrow night again, or I guess no, no, two it's nights, two days, right? Yeah, every now it's uh, it's two days between every game now. While it's in Milwaukee, and then before it shifts back to Phoenix, I think this actually gives Milwaukee a little bit of an edge. Yeah, I do too, dude. Just Mo- they're a little more experienced as a team and as a coaching staff in these situations. Granted, both teams are in the finals for the first time, but. This Milwaukee team has a lot more playoff experience, and I think it gives them a little bit more time to make their adjustments and figure out what they're going to do. Dude, between the second and third quarters alone, Milwaukee outscored Phoenix 73 to 48. In those two quarters alone, 73 to 48, they put up 35 in the second, 38 in the third. I mean, this thing was over after the third quarter. That yeah. is nuts. Yeah, closing out on that sixteen to nothing run, I think just that decided the game. All right. So how does uh, in? I mean, we'll we'll look at it a couple of days. But do you think that there's momentum here on Milwaukee side? You talked about the rest advantage. Do you think they figured things out? I think it makes it more of a series. Uh, I, I think Milwaukee gets another win in Milwaukee. Whether that's game two or three, I don't know. I think certainly their odds are better at game, for game two. Yeah. Uh, they gave themselves a shot of mojo and adrenaline and confidence that they can compete and, and play and win in the NBA Finals. 
And they've got the advantage of three straight games there in Milwaukee without interruption, sleeping in their own beds, playing in the gyms that they're familiar with. Um, it gives them an advantage. Those, those uh, fringe players, your role players, your bench guys, they all play better at home. Fair enough. Uh, do you know who doesn't play better inside their own states? Team USA. 90 to 87 lost to Nigeria. Nigeria, Eric. Nigeria. I don't even know what they play, like cricket or whatever. Well, they're good at basketball, I guess. They got a couple of NBA dudes on their yeah, team. Yeah, but dude, we have. Okay. And I'm so. I'm, I'm tired of hearing that because guess. And Cody and I discussed this earlier. Why? Yeah. Eric, you have Damian Lillard, Kevin Durant, Bradley uh, Beal. Bradley Bill. Uh, who else do Zach we Zach Levine. Zach Levine. All right. <laughs> Are you going to name the whole roster? Yeah, let's do Kevin it. Love. Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Okay, don't put in uh. Kevin Love. Let's leave Kevin Love out of this one. Eric, Draymond Green. It was Team USA's third, or excuse me, what, what, third loss in 57 exhibition games since 92. Did This is this, uh, this is the Nigeria team that nine years ago, Team USA, team USA beat by like 83 points or yes. something like that. Yep. And then 46 just three year, or four years ago. And now they play them and they lose by three. It's Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, and who's the other dude that we're missing off this team? Uh, there's three team players in the NBA Finals that can't play right now. Devin Booker's one of them. Chris Middleton's the other. There's one more, and I can't remember who it is. But this is embarrassing. This is just, this is bad. Uh, it is it is a little embarrassing, but I'm not freaking out. You but should. This is a you should. Team USA. How many practices did they have together Enough that before they, this exhibition? Do you need to practice with each other to be able to go out there and play no, against I mean, they Team should, Nigeria? Based on their talent alone. But here's the thing. like That game was a lot of ISO ball because it they was. weren't playing as a team. It was. So it was a lot of one-on-one stuff. Nigeria was playing as a team, draining three-pointers left and right. But that's... Team USA is filled with a lot of great individual talent. There really aren't that many like glue guys or I will stick my nose in there so you can do what you're best offensively. I mean, Draymond Green is the exception. The one I okay, so with that exception, and speaking of which, the uh, the physicality that Nigeria played with and the physicality that the referees let go was incredible. I mean, they let Nigeria just absolutely maul Kevin Durant, maul Jason Tatum in every which way. And you're right. There was a lot of ISO ball. I mean, Damian Lillard did it. Jason Tatum was part of that problem. Kevin Durant did it, but he could score. He could back it up with scoring. I mean, I mean Damian Lillard wasn't great. Jason Tatum was okay. Uh, Kevin Love was really bad. Bam Bam wasn't good. But I, I am really worried. They play Australia tonight, 6 o'clock. Joe Ingles led Australia team with Patty Mills on the other side. Really good Australian team. And they're better because they don't have Ben Simmons there as well. So <laughs> and that Australia team has a lot more talent and depth than Eric, Nigeria. I'm calling it. I am predicting it. First time ever, ever, that Team USA has lost two straight games in the Olympics. I'm telling you. You're hearing it first. First time ever that Team USA has lost two straight. So you're saying they're going undefeated. Here we go, baby. <laughs> and you know what? And you're, you're going to see how bad a shape. Well, and, and, and you know what? Maybe it's Popovich. Maybe he is the problem. Maybe he can't coach. Uh, well, maybe he's tired. Maybe. 
There's I, a little I don't bit know of, if he's tired. I think there's definitely some luster that's been lost if for, he's off a of pop. Drunk on wine? I don't know. But here's the if you're gonna coach Team USA, but that's still a really good coach. Like you staff. give a crap. It, it is, but it isn't. Because if you can't beat Team Nigeria, then maybe you should be thinking about other things. Maybe other side gigs besides coaching our team, our country's team in the Olympics. So we don't get embarrassed by Nigeria, by Brazil, by Australia, by Turkey, who, by the way, took us to overtime in the FIBA in 19. We're in deep doo-doo. This is trouble on the horizon. And uh, lack of chemistry, lack of practices, I don't know. I think it's all baloney. But this is not good for Team USA. This is embarrassing. Yeah, they got to figure out how to play as a team. They'll get there. I I still have confidence. I'm sure you do. But I do worry a little bit that it doesn't have uh, enough of uh, those kind of glue guys that will do whatever. Um, they're like, I don't care if I'm not going to score 20 points tonight. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to do what's necessary to get the team to win. Uh, hey, we got to take another timeout here yep. on the full court press. Uh, midway point of Major League Baseball season. Uh, what kind of midseason grades would you hand out so far? Um, and you know what what has stood out to you in the first half of the season? Yep, I got a few things here. Four three five three three nine zero three two one on the Guild Mortgage text line. We'll also find out who won pick six, and uh, yeah, who owes who what? Dude, I you know you say it's so just condescending. I'm I'm pretty sure oh, I did pretty don't, crappy don't, today. Don't do this. Quit doing that. I haven't done Quit doing I this. I haven't looked at the You're, results oh, at yes, all. Oh, yes, you have. You know, farewell. Oh, yeah. Cody and I have not colluded Cody, one bit. This is bull. And we never this have. absolute baloney. I'm so sick of this. Like, oh, I don't know if I won. Final score, Eric 7, Ajay 0, <laughs> Cody 3. Oh, looks like I won again. Huh. I'm excited to get my next gift. <laughs> the, ex- the exciting reveal coming so, up on the Full Court Press. Exciting. In this competitive job market, TTM Technologies is proud to be leading the way by increasing their starting wages to $17 per hour. That's right, $17 per hour and potentially more depending on experience. TTM Technologies is searching for career-minded candidates to fill multiple positions for days, swing shift 5%, overnights and weekends 10%. Open positions include machine operators, maintenance technicians, technical positions, and accounting. Employees of TTM Technologies enjoy incredible health benefits and cash incentives. In just your first year of employment, you're eligible for three weeks paid time off, tuition reimbursements, health insurance, a 401k, and life insurance, plus quarterly and annual bonuses. Go to careers.ttmtech.com. Enjoy new starting wages of $17 per hour. Apply online at careers.ttmtech.com. You must be 18 or older and a U.S. citizen to apply. TTM Technologies is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, this is John Horton, General Manager at ARS. COVID-19 is a mess, but it doesn't have to be. We at ARS recognize your desire to take the best care of your workspace and home in order to protect your family, staff, and other building occupants. We have certified technicians that use leading industry processes, state-of-the-art equipment and technology, and cutting-edge products when disinfecting. We understand your needs and are ready to help. Remember, got a mess? Call ARS. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Ajay Selvason. 
It's just a spicy story. Coach Smith, who led that same team to three straight conference championships, two out of three conference championship winners, and three straight invitations to the NCAA tournament. Ryan Odom versus Craig Smith on national television, Utah, Utah State, for the first time in how long? You don't think the nation's going to be like, let's eat that up. Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. This is Ryan at My Mattress. My wife and I were laughing the other day because she read an article about things not to buy online. The first thing was prom dresses. Dresses advertised versus dresses delivered. Needless to say, what people thought they were getting is not what they got. It's much the same with mattresses. Almost always, buying a mattress online ends in buyers being let down. At My Mattress, we try to always exceed expectations. Lower prices than online and better beds. Only at My Mattress. Ascent Aesthetics is quickly becoming the choice of those looking for Botox, fillers, skincare, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical-grade facials, and more. Doctors Blotter, Benyon, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat have assembled an incredible staff that want to meet and help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. At Ascent Aesthetics, it's always education first. Visit Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. Wouldn't it be nice to work for a company that puts their employees first and isn't afraid to say thanks for a job well done? An employer who respects you and has no problem rewarding you with a competitive wage and benefits package? You belong with a company like 3rd Gen Machine right here in Logan. 3rd Gen Machine is hiring CNC operators, machinists, and maintenance technicians. Apply on Indeed. Just go to Indeed.com and search 3rd Gen Machine. Trust me, 3rd Gen Machine is where you want to be. Equal opportunity employer. Girls, us guys are always trying to score some brownie points, but we need all the help we can get. So dropping some subtle hints is helpful, such as your favorite food is Italian, you love the color green, and you want the ring from Jarek's Fine Jewelry, the place with the bright green cars on 930 North Main Street. Okay, so it might not be so subtle, but that's okay. Remember, we need the help. Make it special, make it Jarek's. Now remember, just tell him it's the place with the bright green cars. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Full Court Press, Eric Prince and Andre Salveson. MLB Baseball to Mid-Season Summer Classic. So let's get to our Mid-Season Summer Review. What we like, what we don't like, surprises, disappointments. I'll tell you what I'm disappointed in is the baseball gods picking on my Braves. Like, Ozuna is a domestic violator, we found out. Uh, We had another guy injure his knees out for the year. Acuna Jr. tears his ACL. He's done for the year now. Freddie Freeman's pretty much doing it on his own, but they keep walking him so he doesn't get a bat. Our pitching sucks. Our bullpen's a mess. Like, come on. For the love of all that is good. Give me one. Give me just a classic good Braves team that wins the NL East and gets us to the World Series. 
I just want to get to the World Series again. I forgot what that feeling is like. It feels good. Yeah. I mean, you guys are still celebrating your 2015 championship. <laughs> Champagne and everything. 16? Is it 16 or 15? It was 16. Dude, it's the same thing. Like, those two years are just Back to the Future, too, kind of throws everybody off. Oh, yeah. Because they predicted it would be in the in 15. That's true. Now, um, I, I'm kind of with you. I'm, I'm down on the Cubs. Uh, a good May. But uh, really bad June. Like the start of the season wasn't great. Um, they're just kind of middle of the pack in the Central Division. And the team president coming out this last week saying, I think we're going to have to make some changes. And that's um, going to be hard because they're probably going to ship off some of the great players that were part of that championship uh, team. And it just hasn't really been working out. One of the biggest problems is uh, a non-commitment to the bullpen. And it just hasn't been working out for the Cubs. Chris Bryant, we thought, man, this guy's going to be awesome for a long time in a Cubs uniform. And it's probably like if if you're going to get any value in in return to help your your franchise moving forward, he's probably one of the key guys you have to move because he can give you some value. At least you hope he could. But look, the the team, the best team in baseball that nobody is talking about, is the San Giants? Francisco Giants. Yep. How about that? Do they do this? They do this like every six years. They just appear out of nowhere. Like, no one's... I mean, you got the Padres, the Dodgers, you got the Braves, the what Nationals, yeah, yada, yada, yada. Red Sox. And then, yeah, and then here it comes, just quietly up the ladder, is the San Francisco Giants. They went on a nice winning streak in May uh, and and played pretty well in June. And here you are. Best team in... Really, best team in baseball. Best playing team in baseball, at least in the field. They've been great in the field. Their defense has been absolutely phenomenal. Right. Great defense. I mean, their pitching staff has been solid. They have one of the lowest earned runs uh, that uh, anybody has in in all of baseball. Uh, it's a great story that just nobody's talking about enough. No, not enough at least. Yeah, right now currently the uh, what Giants sit at 57 and 32. Dude, they're two games above the Dodgers right now, and they won that series against the Dodgers the most recent one. I think they won it uh, – what was it? Two games to one? Oh, uh, sorry, four games. To, I can't remember what it was. Uh, but they ended up beating the Dodgers pretty handedly. Uh, and Milwaukee, fifty three and thirty nine. But I like like I look at the NL Central, and I know you disagree with me, but the NL Central just sucks. I don't disagree with you this year. It's not been great. I mean, dude. Uh, I like mean, the, it's <laughs> it's kind of compacted, but it's a bunch of. Mediocre baseball altogether. Yeah, but Milwaukee's fifty three and thirty nine. The Reds are at forty eight and forty two. They're four games behind. But I feel like the four games feels like eight games, which is what the Cubs uh, yes. and Cardinals are behind. And then you got the Austin Pirates who are eighteen games. Like the Pirates went back to their like oh three oh four selves, where they just I mean they quit playing baseball after the fifth inning. If they're down three to one, one to nothing, two to one, they're done. They're absolutely out of it. That's a really frustrating and franchise, to be honest. And their is a minus 122. I mean, it's a beautiful park. Oh, yeah, uh, it PNC does have park. some history, but <laughs> the last, I don't know, 20 years, they start to develop some exciting young players, and then they just, franchise doesn't do anything, so they always leave. But you know what? My NL East is not good either. Mets are right now 47 and 40. The Phillies are 500 right now at 44 and 44. Everyone else has a losing record. Braves are pretty much done now at 44 and 45. Nationals are five games under, and Marlins are Miami. Just you, everybody forgets about the Marlins. Well, you're reaching the point of the season where teams that are kind of marginal, mediocre, that already have a sense like we're not really going to get any better. Yeah. We're, 
we're probably at the, our peak, um, they start to get into a fire sale. And those teams that are on the fringe or trying to be you know, improve their standings, uh, it would be some really interesting moves here um, as we approach the trade deadline um, and what happens in this uh, second half of the season in Major League Baseball. And then in the AL West, the Houston Astros are 19, I mean, about 55 and 36, 19 games above 500. Oakland is at 52 and 40. They're three and a half behind. Mariners, 48 and 43, are Los Angeles, Anaheim Angels, 45 and 44. Texas Rangers are not even existent. They're at 35 and 55. Do the Angels need to trade Trout and uh, Otani? Just trade them. Give them a better life, a better future, more hope. But Otani, though, Holy amazing cow. the run that he's having. Dude, this is nuts. He's going to be featured a lot tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, and deservedly so. He's a great player. Like, Stephen A. Smith is an idiot. Like, we've known this for a long Dude, time. He's he gotten needs- himself in a lot of hot water yeah. over the last two days. Um, show, I am totally fine with Shohei Otani being the featured guy this week because he deserves it. Yeah, he'll be the— He's uh, doing things that nobody in Major League Baseball has done for done. a very long time, if ever— the way he hits the ball and the way his command on the mound as well. So here is a couple of things uh, for Otani. He's not going to be busy at all for the next couple of nights, as you mentioned. He's going to be batting leadoff as a DH hitter. <laughs> He'll be the starting pitcher. And that's just 24 hours after he's the number one seed in the home run derby tonight. Like, he's the Babe Ruth of baseball. Absolutely. He's the Babe Ruth. In fact, he's doing things that Babe Ruth never did. The only thing that's preventing him from being an even bigger star is that his command of the English language is not as good. The best part is when a press guy asked him, hey, what are your thoughts on Babe Ruth and the comparison to him? And he goes, well, obviously, I've never seen him play live. <laughs> that's all. that's and a funny line. And he said it deadpan face. He's like, I've never seen him play live. What do you want me to say? Like, I've, yeah. So there's not a lot of tape on Babe yeah, Ruth. Exactly. Uh, but th- I think it's cool. And by the way, I love what you said about Stephen Ann. I don't want to spend long on this because the guy is, is an absolute garbage for what he said about Otani. And I think it was disrespectful. But And about the Nigerian national team, too, by the way. What did I miss there? What? Oh, he was making fun of their names. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. Who was? Stephen A. Smith on first take. You're kidding me. Trying to me. pronounce their names. And, oh, I don't know. You know how to pronounce this guy. And blah, blah, blah. And just totally disrespecting their team. Uh, how that guy doesn't get suspended after some of his comments for the last few days, but we see others who do get suspended, like Rachel Nichols. It's uh, that's a whole other topic for another day. <laughs> By the way, Chef Passan has announced that he's going to be on first take tomorrow, and that he will have some things to say to Stephen A. Smith personally. Good, I'm Deserves looking forward to, to that. Absolutely. Hey, we're running up against the clock. We need to find out what happened with our pick six. Oh goodness, yeah, we do. Okay, let's go ahead and go through these. Just really say quick. Eric one, and let's go. Hey, stop. All right. We no. have a chance. Maybe Cody won this Maybe week. I won. Don't Maybe I won to freaking live in this moment. We're going to waste our time. Chris oh. Paul, points, rebounds, and assists set at 36 and a half. Um, 28 was the final. Ajay got that one in the lead with one. Uh, Euro yeah. 2020. Up, Eric. I know what you're trying to do. 2020 champs, England versus Italy. Me and Eric both got that one with Italy. We're all tied one. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Tepourier. Uh Me and Eric both got Dustin. Ajay, you had McGregor. Uh, Team USA versus Nigeria, leading scorers. Um, Ajay got that one with Durant. Me and Eric did not. Cubs, Cardinals, Kyle Hendrickson, innings pitched, five and a half over under. Okay. Yeah, he's he's checked out over here. Keep going. checked out. Uh, Eric got that one with six. 
He he pitched six. And then there were some weird lines. Who would pitch more innings? Cole, Garrett Cole or Zach Grinky? Grinky. Grinky. It was wow. Garrett Cole. Whatever, dude. Like, whatever. Um, Walker Bueller strikeouts versus Arizona. Uh, line set at nine and a half. He had seven. Everybody got that one. Adam Wainwright earned runs given up one and a half over under. He had three. Eric and I got that one. Ajay did not. Um, Henry Kane goals versus Italy at one and a half. He had none. Um, so I I wasn't. Eric got six and me and Ajay got five. Ooh, dude, shut That's up. close. No, just, uh, you know that was as close as we've been in a really long time. I need to get you a trophy that says I came really close. Tune in. <laughs> tune in tomorrow. Better luck next said. time.